0: everyone and welcome to episode five of not that you asked but if you're not familiar and this is your first time coming across this podcast my name is Tato um i'm really not even trying to waffle because this is going to be a jam-packed episode okay um if you're not living under a rock i am sure you're aware of the interview that's unfolded last week between august alcina and the breakfast club's angela yee and hey hey it was it was a lot it was a very interesting episode i mean interview but um what sparked conversation was Surrounding the fact that August basically admitted to having a relationship with Jada Smith and that Will consented to it. He said, you know what, it's okay. And it was the first time, <laughs> you know, we've gone years without really hearing about what goes down between Jada and Will. And even though there was speculation that they were in an open marriage, there was really nothing that could kind of like confirm that. And august's interview last week literally said they are indeed in an open marriage even though um jada kind of denies so listen every other time i said it now like before now just put alleged there in front of open marriage yeah it's alleged everything is alleged um but yeah it's about conversation and yes guys we've never really had a conversation about open relationships open marriage polyamory just anything that's kind of non-monogamy you know and i really really wanted to have a conversation because i'd really only ever learned about non-monogamy on tv shows so my boyfriend and i are currently watching well, we finished it why women kill and the politician and why women kill there's a couple there that does a whole open relationship shanties that falls apart and in The Politician, there is a character who is involved in a throuple. <laughs> I'd never even heard of the word until the show, <laughs> but it was a very interesting take on non-monogamy. And I've never really had it close to me. Like I, I don't have friends. And usually when I do speak to my friends about it, we've kind of all decided that, oh, no. Hi poor Melanta. it is not happening. And yeah, we, we just kind of decided that it's not for us without really like kind of understanding what it actually is. So um, I'm excited. Like I said, let me not waffle. Uh, I've got a very special guest today who is in a very happy open relationship who's going to kind of break down the what and whatnots in open relationships. So today I have a very lovely guest joining me today to unpack all things open relationship because I think it also felt super, super appropriate because you're in a happy open relationship, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I have, I'm joined today by Muntati Masebe and um, girl, who's let me actually tell my listeners um i'm obviously doing this via zooms i'm looking at her right now and she's holding a beautiful glass of what looks like rosé what brand is that
1: (laughs) um gorgeous i think gorgeous is the the grambeck i think it's in the Grambic like family and it's oh, their, oh it looks stunning. Oh, wow. gorgeous
0: looks <laughs> gorgeous very gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'll check it out, I'll check it out. Um so before we even get into you, I always like to do a mini icebreaker with um the guests that I get onto this podcast, so you are going yeah. to you're about to be subjected to that, okay. Uh, We call it the five second challenge. I hate explaining it every single time because I just feel like if you've been following the podcast, you know, by now, but I know there might be someone who hasn't listened to my last four episodes and is introduced to this episode. I mean, to this podcast through this episode. So I'm going to explain it. And also I'm going to squeeze in. (laughs) If you guys have any suggestions for some like good icebreakers and stuff, I think I'm sick and tired of five second challenge, but yeah, you'll send in suggestions. Anyways, so just to explain five-second challenge is where I will be um, kind of giving you a category. And you have to list three things under that category in five seconds or under, right?
1: Um,
0: it is a thing from Ellen DeGeneres. So, you know, creds, you know, I have to give her okay. Some, okay. some credits. But are you ready? Yeah.
1: I'm I'm ready.
0: Let's do this. Yo, five seconds. Okay. okay cool. So Tati, I heard you're a musician, right? Yeah. List three songs with the word love in the title. And three, two, one, go.
1: Uh, love on Top. Love. All you need is love. Um
0: L O V E time I skis I skis good attempt though good attempt Ah! (laughs) when I thought of that category I was like that's actually quite hard like it took me way more than five seconds to figure something.
1: Yeah.
0: which is crazy because musicians love talking about love (laughs) did I lie you did
1: it (laughs) which is also why like it's funny we haven't really gotten into it but like Definitely very on brand for me to be in music and be like, Oh, I just wanna love
0: different you know? <laughs> We actually tested you. We tested your music knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, why don't you just tell us a bit about yourself? I mentioned that you're a musician. Do you wanna like touch on that? Do you wanna tell us about what you do? Maybe if you're brave enough, how old you are? You know Yeah, <laughs> what are you what are you about? Older.
1: Things, all them things so i'm 25 um mm-hmm. a musician i've been playing the piano since i was eight years old and oh, yeah it's kind of just been the thing forever and ever my grandfather was a composer my mother's an mm-hmm. actor my father was a so an artistry
0: and is a thing is in, the in the family yeah exactly
1: mm-hmm. um so yeah but i think I that's beautiful it. thank you so much and it's quite a Common, but like a, a a rare common. If I don't know if that makes sense. Like not a lot of people speak about. Yeah. You know that being a thing, but it is a thing. Yeah. So yeah. So I was I was playing classical piano most of my life, and then I think when I turned twenty, you know, as wokeness became the thing <laughs> that, that we all grew yeah. into, uh, I just felt very yeah. detached from classical music and felt like I'm I'm the fly in the milk as like a black pianist the classical pianist that maybe I should be doing jazz maybe I should be doing yeah so so I decided to then just switch into composition which is more open and like the the floor is open to multiple options whether it's films whether it's adverts whether it's theater Mm. or so you do composing of
0: music for like those various industries
1: yeah yeah um and it's been it's been incredible That's dope. i mean i recently just did a, a project with piti ganduli who's like an amazing sculptor and traditional mm. healer and um oh lovely yeah i had all my indigenous instruments and it was just like oh. spiritual app and then we mm. also did another project which was like with um limitations of gender-based violence between mothers and daughters, yeah. and mothers and daughters were like sharing this poem about gender-based violence, and also just like another yeah. sense of you know power, but like music mm. and also comfortable because it's art, yeah. So it is just it's it's been, yeah.
0: Um, no, and what does that yeah. do for you as a um, black composer, black woman composer? Because j- just based on I guess the surface, um, you said you branched from classical music, which is like a predominantly white industry and really I only know of like white men composers so it's like how do you how did you I guess break into that and how did you is there is there a way that you're kind of like trying to open that up and trying to open the idea there's some people who aren't even um, who don't have much knowledge on composition and all of that and especially because I mean, like I said, with the lack of black women in that industry, you know, it's so easily overlooked. So I'm saying like what systems like what's in place to kind of like allow people to explore that part and to kind of break the barriers as a black woman to enter that space? absolutely it's
1: a it's, it's it's a it's an important issue and like an issue that doesn't get dealt with enough i have only mm. in my recent years decided to be the rebel that won't play white classical composers music anymore i'm searching mm. like i'm making a distinct i picked, a picked up when you when you
0: mentioned how you you were even doing indigenous music i mean instruments um exactly. the spiritual you know the spiritual experience it gave you you could connect with it better because you're black
1: Because, exactly, and and then also Mm. to realize that there's actually a long history of composers who are black and who were black women as well, and, like, they are Mm. queer composers. That we don't know about. We just never knew about them because they never made it to the history books, so Mm. now that, like, information is out there, Spotify has these guys out there, I'm just... I'm that bitch that's like always plugging. If you follow mm. me on Instagram, you'll see maybe once a week there's like some sort of composer who you never knew about that I'm trying yeah. to plug. So it's just like,
0: it's a, it's like this is angering me, low key. I had a conversation with a friend because we were like, "Shugs, I, I know this is kind of different, but we, in our English yeah. classes, for instance, we never study black literature. We only yeah. read books." About Shakespeare and whatever and it's so frustrating because when you realize when you're in an African country it only makes sense to be studying things you know that are within your environment within your reach you know within your vicinity you need to know where you come from so it's like the fact that a lot of us um I did do music briefly like in grade two you know <laughs> you know, they, I love it. they would tell us about like mozart they would tell us about bach Bach, whatever his name is and i'm just like i had never heard of a black composer and it's so interesting you're mentioning this because it's showing the what they're keeping out what they don't want to bring into yeah. the music room
1: definitely mm. i remember uh-huh. after Fizmas fall um vitz was like okay we're gonna decolonize the the system. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then they say, cool, um, from now on, you have to have a South African or an African composer in your repertoire. So if you're playing, whether uh. it's piano, singing, whatever, you need to make sure you have an African mm. composer.
0: Which is like, oh my gosh, yeah. dope,
1: right? This is so
0: cool. So It's my mm.
1: But what ended up happening obviously being the minority as the black people in the classical field all of our wonderful white counterparts were like um this is too difficult oh my gosh i I can't find any music it even got to the point where i had to be the like i had to be the musician that they turned to to ask for references and i was the one researching oh no so you were the source i was the source because they were so lazy to just google black
0: it just shows how much they um, don't care Wow. Bra. Bra. <laughs> Bra. no it's oh so interesting you say that no thank you thank you for that i actually didn't even know but it's also quite dope that we have someone a black woman and a queer woman too i love it you know representing black composers i love it um so let's get right into it um i did call you on this podcast for a specific reason Right. Um, (laughs) So, uh, we're gonna go straight into it. Basically, um, the topic of Will Smith, Jada Smith, and August Alsina. Everything that I've unfolded last week. So, for those who don't know, August Alsina, who's a famous like hip hop singer, rapper. I'm not too sure what to box him in, but um, he's a musician, basically. And he did an interview with Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club. And it was released last week. And he basically voiced that he had a fully fledged relationship with married Jada Smith. And that he got consent from Will Smith. So Will Smith was like, you know what? Go zoo you, boo-boo. Go and go join my wife. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and yes, that interview was interesting because it kind of confirmed the rumors, you know, there'd been years of back and forth about whether Will and Jada were in an open marriage. No one really knew. Even in the red table talk that they had together, like, yeah, there were hints, but there was never like a solidified, we are in an open marriage. So his interview literally said, they are very much in an open marriage, right? (laughs) And he, homeboy fell in love. And like, what... I think what shocked me was because um, earlier on, when I stated the definition for an open relationship, um, the definition I saw was talking about how you're in a relationship, but you guys are allowed to um, embark sexually, you know, live your best lives sexually. It's all about sexual relationships, not necessarily intimate. Um, romantic relationships, which is what he was saying. He was saying like, he fell in love, you know, he was whipped. Um, and even though their, st- their story is very complex, I don't even want to go into it because I'm still quite disturbed about a lot of the things that I picked up from that situation. But mm-hmm. the conversation that it started around open marriage and open relationship is what had me really interested because no one really knows. Well, rather, a lot of people... A lot of people don't understand open relationship and I'm including myself. Like <laughs> I, I literally got my knowledge from open re- about open relationships from like TV shows I watched and they did it so well. But even then it's like, like because a lot of us grew up knowing monogamy um, it, it was, it was kind of the conventional way of dating. You know, yeah. you don't, it's not every day come on dude our parents they didn't tell you that oh it's normal to we heard about polygamy but that's a very different ball game and i'm not trying to discuss that here but (laughs) yeah the conversation we had on the timeline will showed that not just the timeline but um even amongst friendship groups it showed that okay a lot of us don't understand the dynamics behind open relationship and some open relationships and some people aren't even open to understanding it. Like they've decided that <laughs> it ain't for me. It's funny. Exactly. You know but, yes. but it would be, it would be interesting to kind of figure out what is it about? And then let me make that decision. You know what I'm saying? So ah. I thought, so I thought what better way than to have someone who's actually in an open relationship to kind of tell us about her experience what goes down, the process, the progress you got from like monogamy to open relationship. Cause that's what I assumed happened. You didn't just do open relationship from, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like you, (laughs) it it was a process. So, um, I am so excited to talk about it with you. And I think, oh, I need to tell you about the show that I watched. Uh, it's Mm -hmm. called why women kill. My boyfriend. Oh, I watched it. (laughs) Love it. My boyfriend
1: Although I must say, I feel like with that, I feel like with that series. Oh, you see, yeah. People (laughs) have many reasons for getting into open relationships, and I think that that series kind of, for me, depicts again this like sexualized assumption that because she was attracted to both men and
0: women, that she, Woman, needed,
1: yeah. she needed to be in a, in an open marriage to, like, fulfill
0: that, which... Oh, that's what I thought. Maybe. The cool thing I liked about that show is they were showing us three different eras. So it was, like, 1960s, 1980s, and then 2019. So, obviously, to show that 2019 mm-hmm. relationships are different, but it's to show that everyone's... Different. Everyone's, like, easing to this open relationship thing. Mm-hmm. And... um oh they they showed it so nicely like I used to watch a lot of shows that showed like open relationships but I still didn't really understand but there was a particular moment in that show where they were showing um, uh, when boundaries were crossed in the open relationship and I was shook because I was like shucks man like it's not a free for all like there are things set in place. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's it's very much a relationship. Like you can cheat in an open relationship. People it's don't understand that. People literally yeah. think, oh no, it's just we do whatever we want. No, honey. Exactly. Absolutely. So this brings me to my first question to you. So you're yeah. in a happy open relationship. What is an open relationship like to you? Like what does it entail?
1: Um, so I'm going to speak about what I had initially thought it was and what ended up happening, if that's okay. Um, and yeah, I think, not a problem. I don't know if I'm crossing into questions here, but I... <laughs> okay, I'll share that story afterwards. But I think for me, open relationships <laughs> are like, I think not so much about what you can and can't do more than you embracing being yourself and being with someone who is themselves and has their yeah. life and that life may look like a life where they are diverting attention to um like another partner that they're romantically involved in or it could mean that they are you know really romantic with their friends or really you know See? really give their friends lots of time and attention and and like it can it can mean so oh, wow. many it can mean so many things, things yeah but like, like the 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 one takeaway that I think I'm in now is that like I am with someone who has their partner as well. And in fact, I met her when she was already in an open relationship with her partner. And, and. Wait, what? (laughs) I know I'm fast forwarding a lot here. Uh, But. Oh my um, gosh, okay, we'll get into that. I I had, I had, although I had dabbled with like the idea of poly vibes before uh, mm-hmm. i think this is the first time that it was that i was going about it in a non-sexual or not not exclusively sexual so like when i met her emotions were involved emotions were involved yeah so i met her and it was just like she i didn't even know that she was poly and when we met we were at a friend's birthday party and i was talking about being open and poly and just like wow guys you guys are really going to town with like monogamy but like you don't even sound happy and I'm not even trying to judge monogamous relationships I think they can work I think all of it boils down to boundaries but in that discussion I was just talking about how like I would love my time my space my freedom I would love the freedom to decide Mm. that this weekend I don't want to see you I want to see me and if me means getting under someone else that's my me time like it's okay (laughs) you know like if, if that, that me is me, you know, chilling by myself, I'm a musician. So sometimes I get lost in my musical world and I don't want to respond mm-hmm. to texts or like see you on the weekend. And I'm so comforted in knowing that I have a partner who respects and loves my decision. I understand. And, and if, and mm. it's not even a thing of I'm not enough or she's not enough. It's just like, yeah, but okay. I want to tell you the story and then we can get into the next question. So <laughs> I, um, in high school, my first love, my first woman or well, girl love relationship was yeah. like very messy. Uh, <laughs> very messy for a high school messy. relationship. Yeah, she cheated on me with literally everyone, man. Like, there were so many girls
0: that at I was at me. school with. Yeah,
1: yeah, who she was cheating on me with. And it was just like, oh, man how did you find out
0: <laughs> wait did they all come to you as a woman like how how did how did this unfold like how did you find out the
1: one the one the one that hit the most was actually a really close friend of mine at the time we were very close friends but oh, no. um my partner had gone to another close friend asking for her number and it's like there was a some sort of a three-way situation that happened anyway is so and imagine 17 year old <laughs> dragon like you think you are you
0: know like
1: and (laughs) this 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 is happening and i'm just like whoa okay wait whoa but now okay so that was the first person that she had like cheated on me with and then it just became succession and in fact it got to a point where we were just both dating the same girl and like i it was strange that wow 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 yeah we were dating the same girl and i wasn't like this girl wasn't even at my school. She was in Joburg, and we were at, like, this boarding school. But I, I me, me yeah. and the other girl, I couldn't find it within myself to resent her. I tried so hard to be mad because everyone else was like, be mad. But I couldn't be. Mm. And then, cherry on top, there's now another girl who is also messing around with my girlfriend. And yeah. towards the end, me and that girl were messing around with each other, too. And it was just like... <laughs>
0: really really messy so much is being so much is being said here but I love it because it's making sense and it's also kind of like having me think from a different perspective so I'm about to quickly ask I wasn't even planning on asking this but do you think your experiences of having been been cheated on that much um, pushed you into the direction of getting into an open relationship
1: Mm. I so badly want to say yes, but mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't think so. And I'm only saying that because my entire time, even, even before like, you know, cheating or like even before, you know, those things, I always felt yeah. like the idea, my girlfriend, like you are my girlfriend. This is our mm, relationship. I thing of claiming, claiming a person. It made me so mm. uncomfortable and I always felt like... I don't know, man. Where like, isn't you? there another way that we can go about this? Why mm. why are you jealous that I want to be with my friends and not you? Why are you mad that I told my friends something before telling you? Why are you like the the, the, the I wasn't oh. it wasn't connecting for me. Um yeah. Okay. So I think I I think that like the cheating it hurts. But it was a it was a distinguishing factor. It was now. a minor thing. Yeah, it was a minor thing. And when I look back now, I think what really hurt most about the cheating is that I wasn't being told. I would I would secretly be like, why can't I be the side guess so that at least I know everything? Like, <laughs> why why must I be umfazi in in the dark? You know, <laughs> like unaware of everything but the whole school <laughs> is laughing everybody's aware like I also want to be a... so I mean that should tell you already right? I love like, them. <laughs> this is not someone who's bothered by someone having a multiple like an affair with more than mm. just you and um yeah like it's just extended to how I perceive love like does it does it need love, to be yeah. ownership does love need to mean ownership can I not love mm
0: no no no. like you're actually making sense reminding me of a conversation I had with a friend literally yesterday and we were talking about um just that thing of being entitled to people and mm. the whole concept of entitlement like technically someone doesn't owe you anything like we're, when you're brought into this earth you do expect people to do things but technically they don't Oh, those things to you because I mean they're their own individuals. So what you're saying is actually making all of the sense. How long have you been in this open relationship?
1: Um, <laughs> it's interesting. Um, so when I met her, like I kind of made it very clear that I'm not really in the business of like labels per se. Um, yeah, yeah. So. it just it was just like okay. a succession. we just were seeing each other a lot I mean she would see other people enough. I would see other people we would talk about it to each other but still really be interested in each other and yeah it just mm-hmm. got to the point where it was like okay I now refer to her as my partner or my girlfriend if I need to but like we don't
0: well, have you guys a... had that conversation like do you both do you both like say okay you're my partner and I'm your partner and we're just going about our business Yes, yes. We
1: definitely. We definitely did have that conversation, um, especially because when I started my relationship with mm-hmm. her, um, her other partner wasn't around for the time being. And so I was really skeptical about like what this may mean. And I didn't want I didn't want her partner to feel like I'm trying to take up space or anything You were like trying that.
0: to take advantage. Or yes. take advantage
1: of the situation. So when she returned, we all met up and we had a really, really nice conversation about it. I love them both. Like, I love their wait, both. Like, wait, wait, them wait,
0: both. wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, <laughs> <Revers and yan>. <laughs> wait. <laughs> What do you think? Y'all met up? Like, y'all sat down? You guys all... Yeah. But I think that's actually the point of the open relationship, the transparency, being able to to speak to the other partners and to, it's not to say that.
1: (laughs) I know, I know. And and you know what? I will be very honest with you. It's not even like, there's nothing wrong with feeling icky about the idea of that. There's nothing wrong with you listening to this and Mm. feeling like, uh, I don't know. And so, I mean, the one thing I hope that anybody that is listening to this podcast doesn't think that I'm trying to prescribe a better method or like, this is the way to Mm. do it. There is no formula, there actually, is no, at the there end really of the day. Is no formula, yeah. And it's really about, like, mm. what you can and can't take and handle. For yeah. some people, codependency really is life, man. Like, that's what love is. Like, if a love, love
0: with... To to, it's toxic. It is toxic, that codependency thing.
1: Really? <laughs> like, ish, sometimes mm. I'm like, oh, hey, mama, and i like... Uh, yeah, so I, I'm I'm really happy with the setup. It was a learning curve definitely. And in the beginning there were a lot of monogamy mentalities that I needed to shift gear out switch. of switch. Yeah, yeah, switch. Yeah. And, and and understand that like actually guys, I don't know if jealousy is like natural as is, is as natural as we make of it. I know that it's something that we feel. Really? We feel.
0: I know that it's something I, that I'm that we not feel. gonna lie. I even when I was doing research not only for this particular topic, but uh I did a podcast episode, was it two episodes ago? No, no, no. It's still dropping. Sorry, it's going to drop. But I did a podcast. I'm doing I'm releasing a podcast episode soon about exes. And when I was doing my research for that one, um there were psychologists saying, like, it's natural, it's human well, basically it's human nature, but it's the level of jealousy that determines whether you're taking it too far whether you're toxic or whatever but it's not supposed to be it's not supposed to be looked as as a bad thing because jealousy breeds boundaries like like the hint of jealousy that's part of human nature allows for us to create structure in situations where things could just go wrong people could get hurt trust could be compromised you know what I'm saying absolutely oh my
1: gosh I resonate with that so much and that's that's definitely the chat as well that like um, and I'm and I mean I will say I'm lucky in that I got into a relationship with people who were open already, so it was already? a learning curve.
0: Oh, and they were, you know like it's a bonus.
1: It's a bonus. Yeah, it's a bonus. It's not like we're all in the dark and trying something new. Although I think that might be fun as well. I kind of had a really compassionate partner that was like holding my hand and be like, yeah, dude, like. It's okay if you feel like this sometimes it doesn't mean that like now, you know, whoa. And there have been moments where there's a bit of a communication clash and it's like, oh, but I thought I thought you were going to see me. Yeah. Like, what do you mean you're changing your mind and you want to go see him? Like, I, I thought we were... okay, let's talk about yeah. it. Do your thing. I'm happy for you. I want you to do your thing. But like, let's just be able to talk about it. And, and that ability to sure. talk about something as vulnerable as like moments of jealousy or whatever, Opens sure. the, it's just it's just like a, it just opens the mm. doors to f- like free easygoing conflict about a number very, of issues yeah. you know a lot it of, makes things easier
0: actually it
1: really does yeah so i, I actually want to ask
0: mm-hmm. um because i picked up you know you this is obviously the not the first open relationship you've been in the one you're currently <laughs> in so um what have you identified in your past... How many relationships have you been in, actually? Let me start there.
1: I'm going to say that this is the only official one. Because I think prior to this, it was very sexually oriented. And we didn't necessarily yeah. define anything emotional or... Romantic. Oh, you didn't
0: establish. We didn't oh, okay. establish. It was
1: just like, this is me having my fun with people um this is us we come together to do sexual things together like it was it was never like a it was oh, like a, a set system. relationship yeah so I, I think in those ways and obviously the story i told you about i was way too young to know
0: what any of that was
1: so i can say that this is have... like my actual open relationship i would say yeah
0: well okay Now that's interesting um because when it comes to the topic of open relationships, and I picked this up in um, what people were saying regarding the August Alcina, Jada Smith and Will Smith situation. Um, insecurities, I think, are the heap or the center of why people wouldn't get into these situations. Yes. Um, because it's like, how? Oh, now I'm going to share you. How?
1: <laughs> now, what is
0: what, she better than me? how, like, you know, there's so many questions that kind of like cause the conversation that like, dude, this actually might affect the way that I look at myself. Um, Mm -hmm. so I would rather not dabble there because I don't want to share. I don't want to compete with nobody. I don't want to fight for your attention. So what conversation did you have with yourself prior to getting into an open relationship? Like, um, was it well thought out like you know was it a process or did you kind of wake up and just realize you know what monogamy yo I'm not doing it Uh, I I would
1: say like it's funny because there's like a there's a a guy who like I just met recently who I'm kind of like crushing on but anyway he I was talking to him about Mm -hmm. this very thing that I think because he asked me the same question and I was like what motivated me definitely definitely i wanted to learn how to be in a relationship with myself i wanted to learn that i wanted to Mm. learn what it means to like really really back me and love me and then yeah anything else around me is an extension but actually i don't need any of you like that's that that was that was my um curse that i was ready to break this idea of yeah you know insecurities being nurtured by another partner because now if you're saying that insecurities are the Mm. reason why you wouldn't want to get into multiple relationships it means that there's a certain fueling and 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 validation and pampering that you get
0: from your yeah that you
1: get from your partner right and so i i really 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 i mean like like i said in the beginning i'm a musician you know so emotions are my pots that's my tools that's 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 what I use yeah. to make music so it really yeah it can be a, quite a stumbling block if I am relying on my emotional capacity in other people mm. if, if it has to take someone else to like make me make feel, me see myself see myself then I won't always see my yeah. music if me and that person aren't on good terms definitely and, do you get what I'm saying it's so funny.
0: I spoke about this in my last um, episode. I was talking about the thing of like um, self-acceptance, like just coming to that part of like getting very in tune with yourself so that you don't seek validation from other people. Because it can mm. get you Like when people cheer you on, when someone makes you feel good, when someone makes you feel like, you know, because one of the chats is like, oh, I want to feel like I'm the only girl for him or whatever. Yeah, I mean, Mm. you can only take it so far. Do you understand? If you don't see yourself a certain way, I mean, it doesn't really do much, you know? Have you ever been jealous? Like, have you ever found yourself in a situation where, you know, you're kind of like, I don't know about that person you want to meddle with? (laughs) I think, space. <laughs>
1: Save space <laughs> I, I think the the jealousy was never to do with a person it actually uh-huh. and, and this is this is the aha moment for me i think whenever i have had moments of jealousy it's more of me which this might sound contradictory to what i just said but me feeling a little bit more needy than i usually am and me being, yeah, yeah, yeah so to no. me being,
0: being tender, it's normal. It's like, actually, it's actually normal.
1: It's super normal, exactly. Yeah. And in those moments of me feeling tender, like I remember one time I was really going through something intense at home, and unfortunately, you know, my partner was with her other girlfriend, and like, they they were on a date, but like. Yo, dude, I'm ghosting. <laughs> like,
0: really, if I had my way, I need your attention. I need your yeah, attention. I
1: get that. I I wish you could I be here with me and not there. But it's not to say that I don't want you to have like have your date tomorrow. Like see me now and then see her tomorrow. You know what, Montati.
0: It's so weird you're saying this because like I've had like literally the same experience, but it didn't have to do with another partner, like. My boyfriend will be with his friends or like he'll be at work or he'll be doing There's certain things. which just, just kind of like, I need you. And now I'm like realizing shame. It really might not even be about, or in your situation about the other person, but it's just like human nature, I guess. Like sometimes you really yeah. just need your partner at a certain stage. And in this case, the person that's keeping, the thing that's keeping your person occupied is another person.
1: Yeah. So, and because like, she's yeah. such a loving spirit, like she's, I mean, it, it could have been exactly the same, like you're saying, if she was working, or if she was with her mm. friends, because, you know, she loves her friends yeah. very much as well. any
0: other thing. It
1: could be any other thing, and it's been the same, vice versa as well, where, like, for her, like, ah, normally I'm okay with it, I was okay with you going to see this guy last week, but, like, now, you're gonna mm. see this guy, and, like, I, I wanted us to chill, because I'm leaving soon, and it's, it's, it's more to do with a now and a time thing than it is to do with how we're yeah.
0: shaping the relationship um when you met your partner you actually mentioned that when you met your partner um she was already in a in an open relationship mm-hmm. which is kind of a bonus uh your past relationships uh were you guys on the same page or had it been something that you introduced
1: so it's interesting enough <laughs> before things went pear shaped with my previous partner, like, before um, the relationship I'm in now, him and I were starting to question whether we should be open or not, like, like, he was like, "Um, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't know if we need to be mutually exclusive and I was also just like, yeah, like, we were having, we were having it and, and that conversation was actually more about intellectual stimulations and how he felt like, because he's not a creative there's a, there's something that I'm missing from like a sense of oh, understanding that he, can't fulfill. that he can't fulfill yeah and he's like and he's like and it, it's it's turned into a jealousy towards my friends who are creatives because he feels like
0: because you connect with them more. I connect
1: with them more. And he literally said that. He's like, I mean, come on, dude. Like, you're going to jam music with your boys. And, like, you guys are connecting in a way that music is deep, bruh. Like, I can never connect with you. <laughs> like, you, he would say that. <laughs> and, and, like, uh, I mean, the relationship went to the dogs. And it's fine. But, like, one thing I appreciate is that as far, even, even in a monogamous space, like, I was kind of introducing those type of topics and i was never i I don't think i've ever shied away from it completely i think anyone that's dated me has known that i've always been like but what's so i mean what's so Mm. bad about wanting to be with someone else as well
0: um so like how do you determine the boundaries in an open relationship so that trust isn't compromised because like i would mentioned earlier i can imagine like when, when you overlook certain things, a mess can unfold, you know? Mm. In the show that I spoke about earlier, Why Women Kill, the guy ended up. So, oh, okay, I'll have to give context. So um, for the listeners, what happened in the show is there's a couple, they're in an open relationship and they've set the boundary that they're not allowed to bring their partners from wherever to the house at all that's the boundary they've set so now um baby girl meets this girl and her girl her partner is struggling so she brings the girl to the house to the husband and then the husband he's like whiling on some girl but you cross a boundary you know this is a rule right but he lets it yeah. slide they end up um together if i'm not mistaken i think they even slept together they had like a threesome which was i think another boundary
1: and then they continued. yes they
0: continued and then the, the the girl the the girl who brought her partner in then was busy and her husband who was unemployed at the time and at home with the girl's partner they then had like sex behind her back and then it became a case of like cheating. And you see, like those boundaries were crossed that led to just kind of like a mess unfolding, which is why I'm going to reiterate. I highly recommend you go watch it. But <laughs> yeah, how do you determine the boundaries in an open relationship so that like trust isn't compromised? Because I can imagine if I bring another girl to the crib, right? And hey, let's say we've we've set the boundary to not have sex all of us like all three of us if we do hmm, okay you might get excited by this new one then you guys start forming a relationship and then turns out you are you know connecting with her you are so excited by her so fixated on her and neglecting me in the process you know that's another mess in its own so it's like how do you determine the, those boundaries you're um
1: you're uh, the boundary chat is definitely a chat. And um, I think for the longest time, I thought boundaries meant setting expectations. And, that's, yeah. and, and, and and it's about like what you expect of another person. I never considered yeah. the aspect of limitations within yourself. And I think mm. an open relationship for me, it, it, it opened the idea of, what it is that you can and can't handle, handle. and um mm. there's this really great podcast i wish i oh it's called multi amory yeah it's called it's called multi amory and um you know in the beginning of our in the beginning of my relationship now um we were listening to a lot of those podcasts to kind of like understand what was happening um mm. especially were you guys listening together yeah 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 that's cute <laughs> there's this thing <laughs> called uh new relationship energy that happens when you're in uh an open relationship the, an open relationship yeah. yeah where you know you get into this new relationship with someone else and you're so excited about this other person that you could potentially neglect your existing partner or want to be with this new partner yeah. more and you know and it's and it's not malicious and it's not that you've lost interest in your existing partner but you're just so excited about this other person and um mm. you know boundaries need to be set and those boundaries can be as minimal as cell phone etiquette or as extreme as, Mm. you know, don't talk about it in my presence or whatever. But I I think, um, before you come to a space where you determine those boundaries that you want someone to meet, consider what it is that you are willing to do and not do. Mm. And so, yeah. Very good. That's an
0: interesting question because I feel like people even like to do boundaries for the sake of, um... They forget how much, or rather they neglect themselves in the process. That what they feel like is right, but it's like, okay. But dude, if you know, let's say you haven't set a boundary somewhere and you're like, oh, no, it's fine. We've set boundaries elsewhere. If you know, maybe like it'll affect like crossing a certain boundary or like not establishing a boundary is going to affect you in some sort of way. You can only really figure that out if you've set the boundaries with yourself. With yourself, exactly,
1: you know? exactly. Mm. And so for me, I would say most of the boundaries have now switched from one where it's like, can you do this, can you do that, to this is what I'm willing to accept and not accept. And mm. yeah, like it, it's, it's, it's become a way more personalized experience. Like, if this is what I expect of you, it's because that's how I will be with you as well it's because that's, yes. that's how i'm living and um but i but i but i can say a really 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 important thing for me is openness and like the the leaving room for things to change i i i can't yeah. live off Like this is our ruling system for now. Case in point, I'm moving to the UK to do my masters, and I. Mm, I love it. Congrats, thanks, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited for you. Uh But when when that time does come about, I'm very aware that our relationship dynamic is going to shift. It has to change, you know. Yeah. And where I was maybe the more. Less communicative one, text wise, and like not really easy to reach all the time. You would have to
0: switch. You had. You would have to adopt that. I would have
1: to adopt that if it meant you know Mm. we can still she can still feel safe and feel seen and feel loved. Um, If Mm. in the beginning there were things that I didn't even think were that deep, but now as we've been together over a long period of time, I'm like actually i thought you would have been like this by now ah, is it okay? okay with the, yeah i get this you know what i I'm get saying? this the, the, the transition is yeah. like leaving room for that that open conversation so yeah but um, yeah. i i that that would be how i go about boundaries checking checking in as opposed to like reactive
0: oh this is what
1: we're doing now i'm mad at you more more mm. like a Hey babe, so yo, this these last two weeks were intense for us. Hey, like we just were not hearing each other. Like, is everything okay? Mm. Maybe let's have a phone call and let's iron mm. things out. Like, what's popping? Tell me. And trust, I mean, me and my me and my partner had conversations where we're literally like, "Dog, okay, let's talk now." Like, person to person, is mm. this is this working? Let's unpack. What's what's mm. popping between me and you? And and when we even are dabbling with that, it. Has nothing to do with the other partners. It will never have anything to mm, do with yeah, what you're doing, You know, makes sense. It's always you. Yeah. So it's like, are you willing to do the work? Because if in this point in time, right now, you don't have the capacity to do the work, I can either be compassionate and ease off and let things just be like, you know, a little bit tender or, or touch and go, or yeah. we need breathing space. We don't talk for some time, or we. Yeah bounce back, talk it out, but let it, let it just like, leave room for that shift, that adaptability, you know?
0: Yeah. You mentioned now actually about um, the change, the shift that can happen, you know, have you ever thought or maybe even had the conversation about how you would navigate? Maybe at some stage, someone changes their mind. If either or like you or your partner decided, I don't want to do this anymore. I wanna fully commit to you. I had my fun maybe, um, I've met my people, but in the process I've realized that I want you, I need you, I wanna be with you, I wanna have sex with you, I don't wanna have sex with nobody else, I don't wanna connect with nobody else. Like, have you ever thought of the possibility to change your mind and how either one of you would adjust to that? Because I can imagine like, if someone chooses okay to come to you and say, If your partner chooses to come to you and says, "Baby, listen, I don't want to do this anymore," and maybe you are still like exploring yourself in this whole Mm -hmm. process and still enjoying it and still being fulfilled by it, would you accommodate your partner or would you just call it quits?
1: Yeah, such a tough question. I just want to put the volume down. You didn't prepare for that. But like, it's a, it's an important. It's a mm. very important question to ask because, you know, I've, <laughs> I haven't had to be with it, but I have had friends who have shifted from being open to closed because they yeah. just got to a point where they felt like that's that's what they need right now or that's what they want right now. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I'd like to consider myself versatile in that, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it would be the end of the world if someone said, I want us to be monogamous. But I think I would need to be certain that their reasons for wanting to be monogamous aren't because of an insecurity that they're not interested in working for. Oh, I get that. You know? I get that. So if it's maybe like... So for instance, now, COVID, you know, I can't live my best Mm. life. Like, I'm not seeing a million people, you know, like, I can't Mm. can't do that and she can't do that. And we had to have that conversation that like, yo, there is COVID. So like... Let's not do the Tinder date thing. Let's not do that Like, let's just, like, can we mm. try and, you know, tone down... But you guys are also
0: doing online dating.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can... Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Okay, that's if, cool. It's just... Yeah, if that's what you feel like doing. Just for that... Actually, here, the
0: And I've been itching too. Um, so I'm going to ask you anyways... Have you ever introduced someone you met to your partner? like in, n- Not typically, not like what you said earlier, ah, oh, let's sit and get to know each other. I'm talking about like, into your relationship, like now, like a throbble, kind of like nya jola saying? like. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Yo, <thank you. laughs> Yeah, uh, have you guys ever, have you ever had a threesome?
1: I have, but not with her. Threesomes, I, I've had, like, I think um the way she describes threesomes and the way I describe threesomes are really, really different. Like, for me, there's not much thought that goes into the idea of a threesome. I've had many spontaneous, like...
0: Oh, like, it just happens.
1: Spontaneous. It just happens. And when it does happen, like... Yeah. Um, for me, I don't, I don't mind being the third wheel. Like, I don't mind if there's a moment in the sexual experience where I'm perhaps witnessing to people. Them having sex. Them having sex. Like, that makes me, that, that gets me going too. So, um,
0: <laughs> I, I. I, I, I just,
1: this is the thing. Yeah, this I don't, I, I don't mind, like, that synergy and, and I don't mind, like, you know, adding fuel to the fire as well. Like, I can see that you're really getting love and attention and, like, now, both of us are giving this one person love and attention like it's mm. like such a nice flow for me I I've, I've enjoyed my yeah. threesome experiences and I'm not saying that she hasn't but when we have had the discussion it's the one place where we're always like I'm always like nah dog what are you that's how. So, that, so I think yeah. because of that, we I haven't um I haven't been forthcoming about us having a threesome, but we have had the discussion, and I think if there was anyone that we both were into, and they were into the idea of having a threesome. Think, you would uh, open it up, yeah, yeah, totally. I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel like no. Don't do that. Would
0: don't you ever be that. worried if maybe a like your partner's partner was brought into so you you had a threesome with your partner's partner because. Or is, is, is this just something where it's like, if it happens, it happens. I, I,
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to do it mm-hmm. with her partner's partner just because I think, okay, so there we go. You asked about boundaries. Maybe that I can say is a boundary for me, but only because that's how mm. I met them. Like when I met her, she made it quite clear that she doesn't merge her sexual, um, par- she doesn't merge her partner with her, like with you know so they don't they don't yeah. do that they, that's not and and which is and, a fair it's
0: think. it's a very fair boundary i think i'd say that if i
1: uh, i get I that as well i'm also super sure. cool with that so i don't i think it would be really messy for them and their boundaries if i was like hey guys let's have a threesome." but would i have a threesome <laughs> with my partner like with karen yeah for sure totally like, like
0: mm. what are some the- and the reason why I was asking is because like, I think it's also kind of a misconception. Everyone assumes that, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier open relationships are free for all, you know, one can join the party, you know what I'm saying? We can have a threesome, foursome, or gi, or or You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like, it has me thinking like, what are some misconceptions about open relationships?
1: I think the biggest, biggest misconception, um, you are open because you want to be sexual with everybody. Like, that for me is a really big misconception. I think, yeah, it's nice to explore people in all the different ways that you can explore them. And sometimes you can be really, 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 really attracted to someone's mind, to someone's way of life to someone's choices. Yeah. It's, it doesn't have to always be based on, like, the sexual thing. But then also another big misconception is that, like, adding people into the relationship physically means that we must all date each other. Like, we that. must all... Aid. Yeah. Okay, like get that. That doesn't have to be the thing. And then another thing is that, like, you must now be introducing everyone to your partner. I kind of... I like to treat it like... You know, even like, everybody. Yeah, imagine. As as everybody, you know what I mean? That's the thing. Yeah, and no, I get that. I get so,
0: that.
1: So as much as I make it clear, like I will communicate like, hey, babe, I met this dude. He's so cool, babe. I met this girl. She's so dope. Yo, me and her. I just want to, hey, and I can be honest with her <laughs> about it. And, mm. you know, and then if things escalate to something serious, then I'd be like, yo, I really like this person. I really want to pursue them. I even want to do the romance. I want to finesse them. Like, how do you feel about that? (laughs) And then the last, and then also, yeah, (laughs) yeah, like, how do you feel about that? But then also to ask the, the new person that's entering. I think what's another thing, another misconception is that when you are the third party that's entering an existing open relationship, that you just you just meet and like, what you think about it, how yeah. you feel doesn't matter. And if you take it back to the Jada and Alcina, this is the point I wanted to make, the August, Alcina and like, um, Jada Will situation, it, it like, I don't like how it's seeming like August didn't necessarily have a say. Some people are curious about being open, but they don't actually want to be open. Some people are curious about mm. it and then they date you and they fall in love with you, but they really wish they could just be with you. And like, I think it's really, you Mm -hmm. have the responsibility as the person that's comfortable with open relationships to be aware that this may not be something that the other person wants, even if they say that it's what they want in the beginning, give them room to change their mind, make them feel safe about the fact that, hey, man, I was, I thought I was cool with this. I'm not cool with it. Or, hey, man. I'm not cool with it. Yeah. I'm not ready to.
0: I saw this in, oh my word, you're reminding me of another show that I watched. Um yeah. on Netflix called the politician. We're introduced to someone who is involved in a throuple. For those of you who don't know, a Thrupple is literally a couple with three people. Well, not a couple, but like a relationship with three people, basically. So it's like a couple plus one. And um hey, there's a point where the the third party, like so they were married, so they basically married this couple and then they introduced a person and they formed a relationship, a throuple. But like there's some part in that series where he kind of says, dog, like, you know, you guys, like, you don't even love me as much as you love your husband. Like, you know, I, I do feel a bit disposable. You, you like, you know what I, cause This guy meets someone in the process, right? And he's enjoying the attention he's getting from that other person. That he's like, Mm. I'm not getting it here. And I get it's because you guys are married. But it's crazy because we're in a relationship. So you know what? I don't think I can do this anymore. And he breaks up with them. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, it's interesting. Like what you're saying is actually reminding me, like, you know, people are allowed to change their minds because uh, things happen, like feelings come in, uh, people also identifying maybe that this is not completely what they want, because okay, respect thing, the attention thing, there's so many things that come into play. Or well, even the guilt you thing. Know?
1: Some people feel guilty about like I mean, this is other girls who I was talking to You're oh, such an amazing thinker. y'all But yeah, she was saying mm-hmm. that like, um, because she's also I think the last three relationships that she's been in have been open. She she actually can't even remember when last she was not open. And she was telling me that <laughs> like <laughs> which is like goals. Yeah. I'm definitely trying to be like her in my face. And she was saying that, um you know sometimes you date someone and they're happy with the idea of you seeing other people but they feel guilty mm. when they see other people they feel like they are doing yeah. something that's um. robbing the experience of the love or like you know and and so they they can't fully immerse themselves in pursuing another person because they always feel like ah no, there's something wrong well, if yeah. they do pursue you it's like it's kept they won't post you on instagram or they won't they, they, they won't make it official in the same ways
0: you know because yeah like no i get that so, i get that is, hmm. there, is there like a way to maintain a healthy open relationship like is it possible for someone to get it wrong you know like Definitely. yeah I, I, I just keep thinking like for instance if i don't know if someone maybe wants to pursue an open relationship should there be certain things they should look out for in order to make it work? You know, like, is there kind of like a black and whiteness to it? Like if you're behaving a certain way, you're obviously going to mess it up and you're going to hate the experience. You know,
1: mm. I think, yeah. you know, there's a really, there's a reason why it's called open. And I think that the, the, the qualifying of the term open extends opening the room for other people to join. It's also opening Mm. yourself to expressing how you feel. Because when we've created a sense of honesty that cancels the perceived idea of cheating, like you said, you can still cheat in an open relationship. But if you've canceled the idea of cheating by saying that it's okay and it's safe and if you want to explore more, you can. Then that same comfort that comes with conversations about other people, including the, the relationship, should also be Mm -hmm. the same comfort of openness about how you feel about your partner. And at at, at the end of the day, you know, we all have our cultural clashes, we all have our ideological clashes, we all have, you know, things that mean a lot to us and don't mean anything to you. So, like, all of of those factors, just like in monogamy, just like in polygamy, are factors that communication will cancel. So... I think if, if you yeah that that communicate literally communicate communicate don't feel like you're being uncool by saying actually i'm not okay with this or by saying yeah. you know i don't want you to not do what you're doing but this is how i feel
0: so um, it really all boils down to like i guess the conversation you have with the, pers- the people involved
1: yeah yeah oh. always, mm. always talk to them and don't assume Don't assume that because somebody said today they are okay with something, that tomorrow when they are living in the thing, they are still okay with it. Because I can say definitely there were a lot of things that I was like, oh my gosh, it's fine, we can do that, and then it happened, and I was like,
0: wait, no. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Wait, you know, like "Um, I don't know. I get that. that, You know what I mean? And so it 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 just constantly has to be that conversation. Um. Oh, another thing that I will say, if you are in a setting like mine where you have one immediate partner being in an intimate relationship with two people at the same time make sure that there is some level of civil communication between you and the other party don't make the person in the middle have to speak for the group don't do that
0: oh okay
1: it's strenuous on the person and also it gives Uh, it it makes you feel like you don't really trust you're never too cool to express how you feel. Mm, um, but feel I will say though, and like I just have to keep re-emphasizing this because, you know, I went to a I went to a polyamory talk in Feb, and it was really cool. They were like really dope black queer women speaking about their you know queerness, polyamory experiences. And, yeah, but um, just from the panel of three speakers, I heard three mm-hmm. contrasting views on what it means to them. And I think my takeaway or something that I'd really like to reemphasize is that guys, when you decide to be open, set your own T's and C's. Don't look, Mm -hmm. don't turn Mm -hmm. to the next person, go with how you feel, go with what works for you, what
0: feels right to you. Mm -hmm. Don't
1: turn to the next person. So if you decided that, you know what? I just want to explore what this feels like. Let's give each other a whole pass for one week yeah do what you want to do and then we'll talk about it in the end and that's what it means for you i know people who i this one guy i was dating a while back him and his partner once a year take two weeks off from each other and they move out of the house and they go to wherever and they like and they do whatever whatever they want yeah and they don't have to report it they (laughs) just have to come back and be happy they need to make sure whatever they're doing in those two weeks i'm curious is that is
0: that also does that count as an open relationship because i mean they they do get to go outside, but you're right. Like there's so many definitions so many- for it. There's so many ways to interpret open relationships. But it's like oh, yeah. part of me was would think, okay, I can't really say that's an open relationship because they still like together. They just give each other passes, mm. but it still counts essentially.
1: Essentially, yeah, and it's just mm. about yeah. You just you just, but also. Mm. Very important, <laughs> very important and thing is that a lot of people in open relationships have potential to hurt the new addition, like severely hurt um, the new addition. Yeah. And I think I touched on yeah. it before, but again, it's nothing that I need to reemphasize. You have a big responsibility as someone who is in an existing relationship to make the space as comfortable as possible for the partner to express themselves. You could unintentionally yes. hurt them in ways that you didn't like, exactly like unintentional ways of hurting them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and everyone, everyone talks a big game, man. It's just like even the monogamy in the beginning, we all we all sell our best selves. You know, we all sell the great traits. Yeah. we don't talk about what makes us tick, what makes us grumpy, what makes us groggy. We don't talk about those things. So mm. when you're factoring other humans into what's already an intricate sacred space. You need to yeah. be responsible with that and and own your shit. Like if if you hurt someone, despite the fact that you were like, oh, but I was honest, you know. Like if if I accountability names, be accountable,
0: yeah. No, definitely. Um, okay, I have to ask this because um, I, I'm assuming your open relationship, you do see it long term. Um, have you told your family about the open relationship? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, 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 um, how, how, how did you, I guess, gather yourself for that conversation because these are people that come from a generation where traditionally, you know, monogamy was the right thing. It was the conventional thing to do. It still is technically like, as much as like we're easing out of the tabooness of open relationships, um, mm-hmm. you can't just go to your parents and be like, listen, <laughs> I'm dating three. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've got two niggers. You know, you can't do that because already oh, they're know. kind of like, uh-uh, when are you bringing, oh my God, when are you bringing And You know what I'm saying? And they'll never ever, even in those statements, they'll never ever think, they cannot even imagine, fathom, that they might be another person. So how did you ease that concept, something that's kind of like part of this era, to a generation that isn't too familiar with that?
1: So I guess I could say I'm fortunate in that my immediate family is one mm-hmm. that has always been open and accepting of all of my choices. I have fucked up so many times and my mom has just been there with me like, it's cool, <laughs> you done. Mm. done screwed up, but I got you. <laughs> and so I think yeah. the, the immediate circle has always been an open one where, like, my mom knows everything, yo. Like, there's nothing about my mm. life she is not aware of. She knows my life, we talk about things, we have a really close relationship that a lot of people don't have with their mothers. But extended yeah. family, and by extended I mean the people that are slightly older and maybe more like traditional grandparents. Adults. Yeah, but e- even maybe
0: the, aunties,
1: aunties, eh, aunties, mm. even the cousins who are like just slightly older than us. Um, I have, I have encountered a lot of like badgering of the idea, but it just comes from
0: a lack of. Were you being side eyed? Of... Wait, so you're obviously very open about this—the fact that like. It could get your Hadi, Malome, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's easier, maybe not easier, but I'm saying, like, I, I just kind of assumed maybe this is something you would um, only let your immediate family know. So, mm. like, it's interesting hearing that it's reached, you know, the extended family.
1: Uh, yeah, and it, I wouldn't say that, I, I, I will be honest, in that, like, definitely with extended family, I haven't been like, hey, this is what I'm doing. I've done that in my immediate family, but within a family, I bring the topic up because I like to, I like to see what people think and how they feel and ch- how they think feel. Think about the situation them.
0: because it's important that you need to know how they're going to receive you at the end of the day. At it. the end
1: of the day, exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, same way they react to my queerness, you know, like really, really, really fucky, cis questions. questions. Yeah. Really like, yeah, like not a lot of, not, not, Not really trying to understand outside of your lens, but I don't even blame them for it. And I think when you anything that you decide to do that is outside of the normal conventions, you you really have to swallow that pill and accept that you have to be someone who is not going to explain yourself to every single person and that literally, is, and that is, literally. live your truth
0: people. state your truth yes. and leave it there
1: leave it there yeah. I know, hey, like, my you know
0: what i'm saying like it doesn't matter it has nothing to do with you it has nothing to do with you hmm. i'm
1: definitely the rebel in the family i have tattoos all over you know i'm queer yeah like I'm the I'm the rebel, but I'm also yeah. a succeeding rebel. Like I'm a rebel who's never needed to ask you for money or ask you for, you know, like I'm yeah. I'm climbing up my ladder in my own way and doing my own things. So, I think um in you you'll change perceptions in how you are as a person, not what you say.
0: Yeah. So just to wrap up, but I want to ask like one more question. Do you think open relationships can be a phase or Um, is it something that you can maintain in the long term? Is it um, possible that you could ultimately also switch it up back to monogamy? And I know we just speak about choices, but it's just kind of like some people do believe that it might just be a period, you know, exploration, um, exploring with your sexuality and stuff. But then they're like, when things are serious as kids come along, you know, maybe when things get, like, super, super serious. What's um Yeah, like, what's how... C- can you still maintain it? Is it still sustainable, basically?
1: I would say, um, for me, selfishly, because of the lifestyle that I've chosen in terms of being a musician, uh, yeah. I think I think being monogamous could bring up a lot of... A lot of contention points because yeah. I I probably won't always be in the same city as you all the time. I'll probably live a lifestyle where I have to travel. I'm taking on residencies all over the world. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm composing a movie that means for these next two weeks, I want to go be in nature
0: off the grid. Eh. Yeah. Without myself. Easy
1: thing. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think mm. on that practical scale... Being in a polyamorous slash open relationship works for me because I I will miss you I will love you and you will miss me but it's a missing and a longing that you can deal with because you've got someone else. It's not the end of definitely. You don't yeah. Feel okay? Please. Yeah, like yeah. you just miss me. Look at that. So I think in on those in those terms I would say yeah totally. But if I could meet someone who is okay with us being mutually exclusive and sometimes taking breaks from people in general and like taking yeah. isolation and solitude to be within ourselves that sounds amazing that sounds like yo that sounds like bliss for me as well so i, I don't think <laughs> it's about the the nature yeah. of the relationship it's more about the person and all the people slash People.
0: you know what thank you so much like this conversation has kind of like made me look at the concept differently um i yeah. guess it's because like a lot of the times as the, the open relationships weren't really clearly defined because okay, yeah, you get the definition and then people are doing it very differently. But I guess like hearing your experience directly with it, because this is the first time I am speaking to someone who's involved in that. And it's kind of like, I guess shifted my idea of how I saw open relationships versus like now what I, what I, now with what you've told me, what I know, You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm not going to apply it though, but, um, (laughs) but it's interesting to know, like, it's, it's kind of like eased me into the thought, like, I don't look at it. I don't think I can look at it sideways anymore or like, just be like, how do you do it? Because I get it. I actually get it. Like, thank you so much for joining us today on this podcast. I don't think you understand how informative it was and for you to even allow yourself to be vulnerable enough to to speak about this because some people are still not comfortable openly speaking about their open relationships, but you can tell you're at a stage of like peace and you're happy. I'm, I'm looking at you now. Like, yes, when you talk about Karen, you are like, <laughs> hey, You're so happy. And I'm happy for you for that. Like, no, man. Where can people find you? If someone is curious about maybe, okay, not that you even document your open relationship that much. But I mean, like if someone just like maybe wants to DM you, or whatever DM you questions, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, for sure. I would love to like hear more about it. You know, um, who knows? This might be this might be content for someone at some point. This might be a show for someone at some right? point. Like you're collecting right? data right now. You know. Um, right. Yeah, girl. Don't
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, think I'm. I would love for us to even do like a follow up like I think listen if anyone's listening and has questions regarding open relationships and I guess exploring that spectrum of non-monogamy uh, do DM us at N-T-Y-A B underscore pod on Instagram that's not that you asked but on Instagram and then um, I don't know you guys can also email me I think my email is attached there by by the bio or something <laughs> like just let us know and maybe we'll actually call one back and do a proper like open relationship q a because this is so fascinating and with how people are so like or don't understand it would be nice to be able to hear how you navigate things in your open relationship i'm not too sure if i'm thinking for myself but Y'all know. Also, follow me on my personal account, t underscore APHOSI. Once again, thank you so much, Muntadi, for joining us.
1: Such a, such a dope. I'm so tired. Oh my god. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> thank you. No, yes, I, I need to, I need to have you back. I, I need to have you back. You made it easy for me. You know how sometimes it's difficult to get guests on here, yeah, and you're like you're familiar, but I really appreciate it. Um, guys, please follow us. Use the hashtag NTYAB to join the conversation. And yeah, keep a lookout for next week's episode. It's going to be really, really good. Bye.